0: Episode 121. I'm your host Noah Williams. I'm here with my co-host Christian Williams and today we're diving into the 2021 USA Cycling Olympic Development Program. Um, Our thoughts and uh, why it's stirring up so much controversy. Um, But first today we're brought to you as always by Jackrew. They provide the super high quality and sexy clothing that we ride in. You can check out what we have available, you know, we write them in all the time. On uh, You can see it on our Instagram page, but also on our website, there's a link to our store, which is up year-round. Um, we might be, as of the time of this recording, probably just a little bit late for Christmas delivery. But if you get some Christmas cash and you need some fresh clothing, the JackRu store is available there. And the great thing about JackRu is that you can design your own stuff very quickly and easily either online with their online design tool, um or you uh you get free access to their professional design team. So you can bring um whether it's your team's kits for 2021 or you have a personal you know dream kit idea that you would like a one-off of. Um Jackru can handle anything from singles all the way up to full-on um productions and stuff like that. So super easy to work with. And the best part is is that um well there's a lot of best parts, but the, the price is extremely competitive, the quality is excellent. And um, above all, the the standard delivery is about two weeks. So you know, whenever you need something, you can get it pretty quick, uh, and you don't have to wait around six weeks, or if you're doing a large order for a team or something like that, um, you don't have to do it once a year or anything like that. They'll do the online store like we have for us on our website, they do that as standard for everybody. It gets delivered to the individual, not to
1: one person who has to then separate it into right. the riders in the club or whatever.
0: They'll deliver uh, directly to the person who orders it. Yeah. It takes all the hard work out of the design. It takes all the inconvenience out of the ordering. And uh, we've been super pleased with them, and we're not, we're not going anywhere for a long time. So JackRu where it's at. Shoot me an email, uh, Noah at Williams Racing Academy, if you'd like to get going with them. Or you can also email Claire at JackRuUSA.com. That's C-L-A-I-R-E. Uh, at jackrewusa.com, awesome! Thank you so much, Jackrew, and uh, be sure to check out our store at the uh, at the link on our website, williamsracingacademy.com. We are also brought to you today by Zim Hydration, and uh, there are an it's an electrolyte electrolyte tablet that we use uh, all the time. I mean, I don't at this point. I <laughs> our water bottle sitting on our desk is filled with it. Yeah, I rarely drink regular water on or off the bike. Um, you can. You can't really have too many electrolytes, honestly. Um, it's really difficult to, to have something bad go wrong, but it's very easy for something bad to go wrong if you for yeah. to ha- too few electrolytes. So, well, and then it's more than just the sweating. I mean, you,
1: you, the functions of your body are dependent upon electrolytes too, so it's not just a, oh, am I sweating while I work out? Right, so,
0: right. Um, you know, we say frequently on this podcast that health is the foundation of performance, and electrolytes go to the heart of, of both of those things. So... Um, check out Zim Hydration, Z Y M Hydration. Uh, they're on Instagram, but also you can order straight from their website. Use code Z-WRA at checkout for thirty percent off. Makes it a little bit uh, a little bit more affordable. They're not; it's not expensive supplement by any means. Uh, very cheap insurance. But they are they are a high end electrolyte supplement, so yeah. th- there
1: is that. But you can get thirty percent off anytime.
0: And you know, uh, for the, for the, and share it, share that code. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So you can use Z dash WRA for 30% off with Zim and you can share that with, uh, any of your folks, friends, whatever, uh, doesn't matter. So spread the love and, uh, you know, frequent listeners of the podcast will know that we've, you know, we, we are frequent users of electrolyte supplements. We've partnered with other brands in the past. And I'm happy to say based off of my subjective opinion that, that Zim is, by far and away the best we, We've been buying our own Zim lately before this uh, arrangement, so mm-hmm. this is one of those things where we truly... Yeah, Zim's the way to go. So check it out and uh, use that code to, uh, to to save a little bit of cash. So we are also brought to you today by Belgium Racing Experience, which is a, uh, a sister project to the Williams Racing Academy. It's, um, it's, it's going to go to the core of what this episode is about today, so I won't get into it too much, but essentially... Um, if you would like to go race in Belgium we have very limited availability in 2021 unfortunately we're running a smaller well fortunate uh, fortunately for us unfortunately for those right, who are yeah. trying to jump on <laughs> yeah yeah we only have really like two or three spots available for 21 at the moment we're working on expanding to have greater uh, capacity in 2022 um but if you are interested in going and seeing what racing in Belgium is all about it's I guarantee you it will make you a faster bike racer. Head on over to belgianracingexperience.com or also you can drop us an email about that and we'll get you in the loop. But we'll be touching on that more later in this episode. Um, Our final presenting sponsor for the day is going to be Freight Training Plans. That's F-R-E-I-G-H-T, Freight, like Freight Train, Freight Training Plans. Um, And that is our uh, training plan project here. We've recognized that there is a tremendous desire in the cycling world for structured training at a more affordable price that doesn't necessarily involve one-on-one accountability. Um, so for folks who are more um, recreational or budget-oriented, uh, we have freight training plans there for you so that you can have confidence and structure in your training plan um, for a much lower price. Same principles, same foundations of what we use on our on our regular plans with uh, williams racing
1: academy but this is a way to buy i just want to know what to do to train today right and we have
0: blocks of plans like that right so obviously no real uh, ability to customize those plans to your specific schedule but we have a variety of plans available so you can choose the one that best fits what you're looking for And, and if we don't have something on there now for you we we're willing to write it yeah Uh, absolutely just reach out our library is um, we we have I want to say about 10 plans in there right now and we're going to be expanding that over the next year so be checking back with us and if there's something in particular that you'd like to see we'd love to hear about it because we're going to be writing more anyway Um, and through the end of December you can get half off any of those plans uh, using code FTP50 and that makes them like 22 bucks or something like that so um, give it a shot see if it's for you and uh, other than that we will get on with uh, with the meat of today's episode. So,
1: yeah, I'm kind of. i one hand. I'm fired up about doing this one. On this one, I've also kind of like. I don't want to say anything because I've. <laughs> I've. Uh, I've, this, I've, this. I've been been pretty determined to not be critical of anything USA Cycling. Most partly because of politics, but partly because. And that's my line. Uh, <laughs> partly because of politics, because I I have been uh, working on uh, the elite level, in in, yeah. in in and out of national
0: team stuff for years now. I was going to say we should probably this is it's probably time for us to preface again our background and where we're coming at with this because most most people listen to this and you know just see us as coaches, we're just Williams Racing Academy and, and perhaps they're not aware of our you know, acute history with this exact program. (laughs) Right. So, well, well, first of all, I think we probably ought to say, what is the program that we're, we're
1: talking about here?
0: Right. So we're referring to what is now the USA cycling Olympic development program, or they call it their uh, academy. something. Yeah. Or the Olympic development Academy. Yeah. The Olympic development Academy specifically. Um, and so this is sort of a new sub program that they are using the sort of national team brand, to uh, to give legitimacy to, um, and the reality is is that the race schedules um, within this Olympic Development Academy have already existed. They were they just were sort of this like a quote unquote B team level of the national team, um, and so yeah. I guess before we dig into it too much, I guess we should say like we. So this isn't this is a this is a professional development program though. The point right. of this is to. Um, you know, basically take cyclists from America that aren't ready for the pros and get them ready for the pros. That's the explicit, right. you know, pathway here. And you you specifically have been contracted by professional teams before to run development programs. I've been in multiple development programs, including the, this national team one um, in this, not not in this variant, but I've done a similar schedule to this, plus two others, including Nations Cups. Um, and so I've participated in various forms and levels of this program, and uh, you—you've actually directed for it at the. Uh, well, I mean, I've, liter- I've literally directed for the U.S. national team at the Pan Am Games. So, right, but, and then also the, and then where we're coming from with this is that you, we ran an in-house development program for what is now Education First. Yeah, in, in short, when you look up when, and, and I imagine
1: anybody that's actually wanting to listen to this will have read or will read what USA cycling is saying about this Olympic development Academy. Right. But, uh, I literally created this program separately before that's what was our development team. When, uh, when I, for you mentioned education first at the time, it was called Garmin and Chipotle and, yeah. and all that. And we created a program because we had a bunch of riders who were not, who were international level talents and abilities but weren't getting national team trips for various reasons. Some of them were maturity. Some of them were experience. Some were whatever. Some of it was politics. A lot of it was politics. And uh, what I wanted is that we have – we can't just wait for just what the national team could take. So I said, let's make sure that all of our guys who are that um, on that level can go. And, and so we just we're going to Europe. And we're going to stay, and we're going to immerse, and we're going to learn what it's like to live there and operate in there, but also train there and, of course, race there. And what they're doing, what you, what they're doing now, is uh, I, I, you, you probably know this a little bit better than me for doing your homework on it, but I would venture to say that they're creating this pay-to-play Olympic development academy national team program because they're running out of money, um, and so paying eleven grand a semester. Um, mm-hmm. is a way to, well, if people can pay to be on the national team, let's let them. Right, um, And we're the same sort of way, like with our Belgium racing experience. Like I'm not checking race resumes to see if you're ready and podium contender. I just want you to get over there because everybody that goes over will become a better bike racer, and that is my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So uh, along the way, working with professional development teams or, or pro teams to help their development riders... We all know, I mean, everybody listening, you know you got to get to Europe at some point if you want to say, I want to be a pro bike racer. And USA Cycling has always had the advantage of, uh, when you're comparing it to other programs, that they get to select from the best that's available. Well, now they're creating a level of program that's not necessarily best riders that are available, but like good riders who can also pay to go. And uh, whether it's, I mean, it's up to anybody... It's up to the individual to decide whether this is the business that USA Cycling should be in. But I definitely think our governing body should be in the business of helping writers race at the international level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In addition to all the get-new-people-racing and all that. that and then when we start having these discussions, I don't think it should be, well, our governing body should only be interested in grassroots, or our governing body should only be interested in Olympics. you got yeah. you got to do all of it. But I think it's definitely... But, but there has been a gap in... Like what it takes to be on national team riders and for the longest time it was like like for junior road you had to be on hot tubes or then you had to be on lux and then those riders take up three quarters or all of the spots and then, and then what? But when you look at the junior teams they're usually the two of the heaviest hitter junior teams that there are so of course they're going to come from that but of the several hundred junior racers that are in the country again just talking about juniors this is also a U25 and U23 program overall but when we're talking about like junior road stuff like are you going to beat Hot Tubes on your own? Are you going to beat Lux on your own? That, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. To get one of these national team spots at one of these selection races, mm-hmm. the, the reality is is it's rare. I mean, I coached a rider who's done it mm-hmm. uh, and got a national team slot. But the, the So these days, there's a way to kind of hack the system, and you pay to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's good and bad to that, and I guess that's what we're going to peel apart right now.
0: Yeah, and so it's um – it's 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 probably too easy to criticize USA Cycling um, across and they had, the board, and they had to know that oh yeah they're going to get oh, raped, yeah. but- Um And I don't I don't love that they've wrapped all of this up in saying that this is more about inclusion and diversity. Um, because let's not pretend that this is going to get a wider Right, so of yeah, one of, one of the arguments
1: that says is this is a great thing because it takes politics out of the selection process. There's still a review process of your application. Right. They're still going to check your race resume. They're right. still going to check all those things. If you've not ever done an international level race, I mean a, a national level race, and, and just because your race is real hard in your local area doesn't make it a national level race. We're talking about these...
0: Uh, selection races like for the junior things or uci races or your helas right and that's kind of the risky part too is it's we are i mean it's literally well so i want to start with i'm going to try not to broadly criticize usa cycling too much here but we are going to dig in a little bit to some of their financial information and how the costs of this program break down compared to the actual cost of the opportunity that they're providing um now of course they're wrapping in some services and some coaching and some stuff like that but critically they're not wrapping in travel and some of of these uh, calendars are exhaustive particularly for the mountain bikers so this is one thing i want to say right at the top is that this is this is a and i sympathize with them a little bit here because again they have it's difficult to say what are usa cycling's priorities because they are in some ways, very, very large, and in other ways very, very small um, but they have to they do have to balance and in the past, it's been uh, more focused on certain disciplines, and with this program, I have to commend them for making something that uh, is uh, blanket applicable to all the disciplines so that's the thing here is that we're focusing on this from the lens of the most the, the most frequented disciplines of mountain and road. Um, but this exact program also applies to BMX freestyle, BMX racing track right, right. and, um, and a host about cyclocross as well, men and women. And so, yeah, they say that there's, they're, they're setting it up, that it's going to be equal spots available for men and women. Right. Um, and so it's great that <clears throat> we have this sort of cookie cutter in the sense that it's they did a lot of work to set it up this way, and it is a functioning system. However, the it's it's ten and a half thousand dollars a semester without travel. Right. Um. And that's not. And and they're, and
1: they're util- What the one of the one of the things that they're doing well, I think, is that they're utilizing this all of the assets that we already have in place for our national team as it is for right. like on the road side of things, where mountain bike uses it a little bit too in sitar. Uh, but we also have what we have in Colorado Springs at the USA Cycling facility, right, so, right. and then the same thing in San Diego and, and, and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not nearly as familiar with like how they're going to do the BMX and freestyle, but again, the, a lot of that stuff is based out of San Diego and that kind of thing. Right. Um, so they're, they're trying; they're using you know the vehicles and the buildings and the staff and that, that we already have in place. So you will have that feel of national team stuff. You're literally considered in the national team program when you if you're accepted into it and that's the other thing is you don't get to just pay and you're in there's going to be limited spots because they can't there's more people that can pay for this than they can actually support right i mean for instance there's some you know on these on these races sometimes well on on a uci race you can only put in six or eight riders depending on the type of race and so, you know, if there's 15 people that want to pay to be on a given disciplines program, 15 people aren't going to get into this racing program.
0: Yeah, it's so they're likely.
1: So, right. So, the, so they're going to have to limit number of spots anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and
0: that's, the, that's a tricky part here. Of, which is actually still good for us. <clears throat> yeah, right. And that's the tricky part here is that they have to balance the, the chemistry of these programs, both from the, from the interplay, because like in road in particular, the, the teamwork is, is essential to the success of, of any of this. Um, but it, what remains to be seen is, does USA Cycling determine this to be a success if they have good race results from these trips or if they fill them? Right, right. I don't, it's, it's and, it remains and, to be and, seen. And it's probably a little I mean, bit of both. A little bit of both. Um, so what do you, what do you get for $10,500 a semester? You get coaching from their preferred coaches, and you get a training plan. And then during the time where you're at a camp with them or at races, you get one-on-one coaching, one-on-one strength. Which you would do that at any camp. Right. Premium training peaks, um, ongoing network and collaboration with professional teams. And so here they are again. I mean, even back from my day, uh, they did a whole lot of, like, this is where you're getting the fanciest of the fancy. And, like, that's what it's – they're – what bothers me is we touched on this a little bit on a ride the other day is that they're almost selling the experience of doing this as much as they are what it's supposed to be, what doing a, the development aspect of it. Um, and we do the
1: same. So let's, um, let's to be yeah. clear on, on our Belgium racing experience, it's the same sort of thing. Everybody has to pay. We can't, we right. don't have a, a, a source of funding that allows us to just take riders over for free. We, we did, uh, have a source of funding back on development teams, but even then it wouldn't cover 12 people, no, 15 no. people going. So everybody had to still kick in something, but mm-hmm. what, what, you're talking about, you, we, you get coaching, but what does coaching mean when they're talking about, well, when you go to a, a national team camp, you have coaching because there's somebody there saying what we're going to do today, or there's right. somebody saying, Hey, you're looking pretty rough. Let's get in the car or mm-hmm. that fight it out or that kind of thing. And then there's the off the bike little things like that. And that's mostly what you're getting here besides the racing opportunities. Yeah. You do get a training plan. It says you get a training plan, but it's only during the, the duration semester. of the semester. So for the rest of the year, you're on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in your 11 grand, uh, not again. That doesn't count how you get to the races and get back. Right. Um, oh, and I, I should I should add, even if you were selected on regular national team trip, not 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 talking about this. Uh, Olympic Development Academy. Academy program, but like if you just got selected, your first trip you still have to pay for it, right? Your second trip is on, on the way. It's explained is okay. Your first trip might be fifteen hundred dollars plus your flight, or mm-hmm. it might just be fifteen hundred dollars. Kind of just depends on how you got selected. Yeah, well, I, well uh, we can actually touch on that here in the villain. And then your article. second trip would be like seven hundred and fifty dollars, and then after that, if you're on your third national team trip, you're in the national team program, right. not just getting so. Right. So that that you have to pay for travel in this on top of all these other expenses it, is highly unusual.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're paying a lot already, and we're make, we're making a lot about the travel and like for road and oh, we could probably do one whole podcast on road and one whole podcast on the mountain bike programs, um, because they're so they're so different. But the road program um, for junior men anyway is only in the spring, and it is essentially um, tour of Southern Highlands. Plus a training camp there, probably beforehand. And then you're in Europe for a month and you do... Which is which is normal. A, a, a typical yeah. national team trip is about three to four weeks. Right. And then you do a handful of UCI races that you don't need to be on any national team to to get into you just need to be there and some of these you probably just need to be on a local ish team, or some so, team so, to in be, Europe. so to be clear
1: on most kermesses you can just enter the kermes as an individual on on a, a bunch of uci races you have to be on a team to get in or a composite team um, but some races are national team only correct and, yeah and so the races that this olympic development academy program are getting we're talking about specifically about road for juniors at this moment, right. Um, all of the UCI races, your team, your local team,
0: could enter it, right. They would just have to get there, um, and they're going to be filled with a variety of local teams and some national type teams. But these are not the Nations Cup races um, by any means. The Nations Cup calendars and, and trips are going to still be reserved for fully vetted, you know, uh, not paying to play riders um and so this is very much yeah there's um, not there's no speculating by countries that those <clears> races they're taking the guys that they know no are as proven as they can and um, um while it's great that they're again for the junior men specifically in the spring of 21 that there are three uci races on here um the the Kermesse races that they're going to be doing before and between are going to since they're they're going to be as impactful of learning experiences as these UCI Especially races Especially for guys are. who've never been
1: before. Right. You it, can
0: learn a lot. You don't have to go to a UCI race to learn a lot about racing in Europe. No, Just to no. go do a bunch of kermesses. Right. Now, a Nations Cup level race is another click above. But, you know, the last time I was doing Nations Cup races, I was racing directly against Mads Peterson and Matteo Vanderpool alongside Logan Owen and various others that are <laughs> like Will Barda and, and, and stuff yeah, like and, that. And, and, and so and, now... Like those, you really need to be like at the top of the international game to be in a Nations Cup race. But you don't need to be doing Nations Cup races to be on track to be a professional right, by right, any means. Right, right.
1: And, and let's and to be clear, uh, winning a Nations Cup race, you're probably going to get a pro contract somewhere. Probably. Just doing a Nations Cup race doesn't do
0: anything for you. No. Um, and winning these, these junior UCI races are great, but they're not it's not going to be make or break it's definitely going to be better than winning any race over here in the united states and in that sense it is a better opportunity but um nation well this program isn't nation's cup so right so well let's pause for just a second and i'm going to come to the vela news article so they, they actually really the usa cycling released this program about a month ago um and we all just kind of like shrugged our shoulders at it because who, who actually has ten and a half thousand dollars to do this but i'm sure they'll fill it um so if we come to Velo News, when most yeah, people yeah. learn but, about this, so yeah, when you think about all disciplines,
1: let let's say that there's room for six to eight in each each discipline of uh, you know freestyle BMX and, and that kind of thing. So there's room on each of the. There are six BMX racers. Who can afford this program? There are six road r- I know there's six road riders because I, I could have 15 mm-hmm. in, in our program paying this exact amount doing the program that we do. Right. Um, and not having a national team jersey. So I, I know that those
0: people exist. Yeah, it's uh, just and, hard to, yeah, for yeah. most of us anyway. Um, it's, like, it's like selling a 1971 Porsche. At full price. At full price. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just got to find the right buyer. But yeah, That buyer exists on the planet, they do. Um, and so most, but most people learned about this program December 15th, 2020, when Vela News did the article about it. Um, and even amongst some of us coaches who have been involved with these programs in the past and facilitating them, particularly at the regional level, have all been kind of raising our eyebrows at each other, particularly because this just doesn't seem to be effective or really in tune with what is needed right now. But again, It's easy to criticize USA Cycling. We'll get into the financials later, but first I want to focus on the substance of the program. The News article starts by saying, For decades, USA Cycling has handpicked the country's best young cyclists and shipped them off to the Low Countries, i.e. Belgium and the Netherlands, to let the hyper-aggressive youth racing leagues in Belgium and the Netherlands mold them into the superstars of tomorrow. That's really all you need to know. The youth racing leagues in Belgium and the Netherlands mold them into the superstars of tomorrow. It's not the national team jersey. It's not the daily massage. It's not the magic of whoever director you have for two and a half weeks while you're on the trip. It's simply the organic level of racing they well, have. One, one of the I, I did a deep dive into this several years
1: ago uh, when I was creating our program that is essentially akin to this. The um, and what I found is that there were more. I mean. It, it's no surprise that there are more Belgians in the pro peloton than Americans. Let's, uh, the, 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 so that, that's a, that's a easy for all of us to say, right? Mm-hmm. Well, there's the, most of the Belgians in the pro peloton never rode for the junior national team. Right. Right. Yeah. And so it, it, what we do is it's for years and years, it was like, if you don't make the junior national team, you'll never make it to the pros because the only way to make it to the pros seemingly mm-hmm. was to go to Europe. And the only way to go to Europe without just, packing your suitcase and crossing your fingers that it's all going to work out was to be on the national team. Well, these days, there's four or five groups or outfits that will take people over, and I think we're... I mean, and I, I don't want to say... I don't want to give any credit or criticism to any one particular group, but now we see more people making it than never rode for the national team. Right. Yeah. But, absolutely. It, but I do see a program like this. is The, NAS- the USA Cycling is making themselves more relevant because they've now put a competing business out mm-hmm. there for, for all of us, but mm-hmm. the competing business is to, to work for a spot on a national team. right? So the, the, it's separate but the same, and, and I think that's the problem. But but the, the key point here, that's how the Vela article opened up, is you got to go to Europe. So any program that
0: gets you to Europe yeah, is, is, is a better program, even if it's not a very good program. Because, I mean, Vela USA Cycling – and this is one this is one problem I do have with USA Cycling is that they, at le- they still do pump up their nationals too much as being too important, um, because we've said in the past repeatedly, and I'm sure, i, I, I mean, this is honestly I don't even have to say I'm sure like I know the national team directors would agree that uh, your average Kermess race is about as hard as our nationals on the road, um, and so when you can rep that out two or three times a week. Right. If you could, if you could do a nationals
1: level race three times a week, your development is going to be faster than one time a year. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is, I mean, it is a duh statement, but sometimes you have to say it out loud to understand, like, that's why we are hung up on not which the biggest race that we can do. We want to get over there and get as many reps as possible. It's why we were doing two, four week sessions for the longest period of time, because some people would stay for the whole thing. And you know, you get 12, 15, 20 reps. Right race reps that are like your nationals in one and you're getting used to being over there which right. you're getting doing the trains and the different times and how the stores work and all that mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the one of the one of the differences that we had in our is in our program uh, is we weren't treating it so much like you're on a pro team trip we were treating it like we're equal parts wanting you to be able to function in europe and belgium specifically we look at it more like a college class we want you to learn how to live there so you can train better so you can race better right. whereas the other op the way of looking at it is like take care of everything so these guys can just race at their limit but mm-hmm. the, th- the thing is is on year number two when you
0: start having to stay on your own or year number three or when you have to live over there if you've never done anything but somebody hand you your clean bike and if and if on the national team you've been given the idea the whole time that you are of the talent and skill level that you should be over here racing and not that you're just barely good enough to learn from these people. You know what I mean? Right, Rather right, than right, being right. told the entire time that you're the cream of the crop and not having an open mind to learn from your environment and just, you know, having your teeth kicked in, essentially. Um, and, and, I mean, if, if some good stories. I, Iman and I had some good stories back on. Uh, that We had him on the podcast when we were in Belgium in 2019. And we were sharing some war stories of some of these Nations Cup races that are, like, just horrifically difficult. I mean, it completely changes your, your perspective. Um, but if you can get commiss races in between, then it makes it a lot more, a lot more manageable. Um, but coming back to the Velo News article here really quick. So last month, USA Cycling rolled out its Olympic Development Academy, a bold new model for talent identification and youth development that officials w- believe will bring a wider swath of riders under the Federation's development umbrella. Only now, the cost of developing the stars of tomorrow will be paid by the riders themselves. So, quote from Rob Demartini, the U.S. current USA Cycling CEO, he says, quote, It's going to get more kids in the pipeline. We haven't been reaching that deep. And here he explicitly admits, we, riders have needed to come out of other programs like Durango Devo or Bear Development. Those are, those are uh, so for those who aren't familiar, those are the
1: elite development mountain bike teams, sort of like... Lux or Lux Hot or Tubes or, tubes or, or what specialized Chipotle or whatever. Or, yeah,
0: So... Um, The big big benefit is that this is more inclusive, and anyone can apply through the application process. No shit. In the old model, you were vetted already, and it was a little exclusive. So that's straight from Jim Miller, USA Cycling head of Elite Athletics, who's essentially created this program. Um, He's been in the game for a long time, and I raced for the national team when he was in charge as well, except for under the old model that he's referring to where you were vetted already except for you could get on the radar for vetting by going to selection races, which I'm glad are not part of the process anymore, and then also from regional development camps, which no longer really exist, and I think it's a huge travesty, and I'm going to rail on them a little bit when we get to the financial section of this. Um, so they've, they've changed, I'm essentially... going to be paid for some of those regional development camps, no by the way. Yeah. Um, and so, essentially they are no longer investing in their the bottom half of their um, national team development program and instead saying the riders are going to have to pay for it Uh, and also this makes it more egalitarian because anybody can get in the mix and quite frankly we didn't have to open up any spots for purchase on our Belgium trips either until the until education first basically shut down their their junior and continental teams and then we still had a whole host of writers yeah, that needed to go t- to Belgium. Yeah, to be, to be clear, just
1: so nobody emails me about that, um, Education First was gone. Well, yeah, the, just, yeah, you know what? The slipstream.
0: The, the slipstream. So the, the parent company stopped the development teams, not educa- Education First. Right, and then so our title sponsor and our program carried on by itself for a number of years, and then after a while, it sort of just became like uh, we, we still have the what do they call it? Oh, Infra- infrastructure. Yeah. It was a, going. it was a
1: full-time job for me that we were only charging to break even because I was, it was a passion right. project. We're just trying to get people over. Um, and so I had right. to back off a little
0: bit on the developing, uh, development team stuff because, uh, I got to make a living. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so, but now that's, I mean, so a very similar thing happened with our, you know, development program, um, that is now Belgium racing experience. So I feel for them in a certain sense um, but I would, I, I expect more of them being such a large um, organization. So further on in the article, he says, this is Jim Miller talking, we're coming off a COVID-19 year and entering an Olympic year. And a lot of the dollars we have, we're going to spend on the Olympics. Um, Devo was going to be in a bad spot and we needed to figure out a new way forward. So essentially that's straight from the horse's mouth. The money was, it is, is allocated this year for Olympic um, support of the Olympic athletes uh, and the development of those athletes leading into the Olympics, which is now postponed and dragged on longer <laughs> than this, it needed to. We had to. this pursuit program, which is actually quite good,
1: I, I, I believe. Um, yeah, uh, but we didn't qualify, mm-hmm. so we put so so much of our elite development. Right. When I say our, I mean USA Cycling went into a program that doesn't even get to compete at the Olympics. Right. So, I mean, which it, which was postponed
0: anyway. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's all good, and so you know it's 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 right there in black and white like because we have covid and a lack of income and we're going into the olympics which is an expensive time the money like i guess devo was the lowest thing on the priority list and so that's what what fell off the edge of the table and so yeah you were telling the, you were the telling resulting... me
1: devo uh, devo was what percentage of
0: no we're going to get to oh, that okay, yeah, yeah, yeah we're yeah. going to get to that i broke it all down so but but essentially Devo is, is what got the chop and they they just reformatted it so that the incoming riders now incur all of the expenses instead of only some. And so how it used to work like up to 2019, and this was the same um, uh, for me back in, in, in the mid uh, 20 teens. um, Like you said earlier, it was like usually like 15 to 2000 and change dollars for your first trip. And then if you got selected to come over again, USA Cycling would split the cost with you. And then if you got selected to come over again for a third time, now everything's on their dime because you're an asset. Yeah, or like when you go to Worlds, the, right. you're already fully in. Right, right. So, um, and he admits Well, that's not even true because we had to pay to go to Worlds on the track. Some of the travel, yeah. yeah. So it, just, it depends on whether, yeah. And so for even some of those performance metrics, like on the track, you had to hit a certain time standard to actually qualify for funding. You could qualify for Worlds, but not qualify for funding the bar for funding was higher than qualification right. F- for the funding
1: event. was if you were putting up times or wattage or something that said that or had the results that indicate that you're probably going to get a medal at world why and then
0: usa cycling will pay for it why did they do that because they know that just because you win nationals in america doesn't mean you're that good everywhere else <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um quote from jim miller what used to be really robust programs were already getting diluted okay That's it. So the Olympic Development Academy, still a Vela News article here, will instead field squads for lower level development races throughout the year. Like we said, B team. For 2021, the Olympic Development Academy, under 23 road teams. It's great that we have an under 23 road team. Last year, we didn't at all. Good job, USA Cycling. We'll compete in Trofeo Piva, except for this time we have to pay for it. Trofeo Piva 1.2 and Giro del Belvedere 1.2 events in Italy. Cool, but presumably you don't have to be on any national team to do those. As well as the van Overrestle in the Netherlands and Flesch-de-Sud 2.3. You might have to be on a serious team to do Flesch-de-Sud, um, among other events. I would have, I would have assumed that the Overrestle was actually in
1: Belgium, but it's in the Netherlands. Yeah.
0: Um, so at any rate, these are um, calendars, programs that have already existed, except for because... USA Cycling didn't have the funding due to COVID nineteen, and they have extra spend due to the Olympics. And the cars and the dorms and the
1: cafeteria—it's all sitting there
0: already anyway,
1: right? So um, they should. I could do this. I mean, this this semester approach mm-hmm. is great because like there should be they whenever those rooms aren't filled. I mean, good business there mm-hmm. is whenever those rooms aren't filled with a national team trip. We should be filling it as a business. USA Cycling. When I say should we, be, yeah, we should be it filling it with people paying the. Right. be there because right. there's still benefit for being there yeah we have a building over there and and to the, to that end and this is where I interject uh, some friends of ours have a program that go to Belgium our program goes to Belgium so we're trying to fill gaps too like right. hey you didn't get invited
0: but you we can still race let's go that's, right. that's what Belgium Racing Experience is mm-hmm um, and so DiMartini said, USA Cycling has already received more than 280 applications for 2021. But that's you know, that's men and women. That's mountain Six bike, enduro, downhill. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, so let's flip over really quick to, and I know you guys can't see this, but I pulled up their 2020s posted <laughs> financial information for USA Cycling, which is, I'm frankly, I'm glad they're posting it now. Yeah. They didn't used to, and it was a huge pain in the ass. So, let's let's go over some quick key points here. So, 2020 budgeted revenue. It also bothers me that this is this convenient little graphic is all budgeted. We don't know what's what the actual numbers are. But for 2020, the budgeted revenue for USA Cycling was 17.5 million dollars. Again, big in some ways, small in others. Uh, membership was 35% of that revenue and permitted event fees was 20% of that revenue. So not having races, not having really races. put a dent in right. Budgeted expenses for 2020 are 19 and So 2 million more than what were, what, 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 USA cycling had expected to bring in. Um, and so, this is where, in the budgeted expenses, is where I have some some questions. And again, I'll come back to the top and say, I, I'm not qualified to be the CEO of USA Cycling. I don't know exactly what their priorities are. And I know, even working directly with the, the national team directors, that there is a whole level of diplomacy and red tape that they have to navigate that's a level of bullshit that you know prevents the national teams from operating at their highest potential, even when the, the people in charge of them aren't necessarily... At, Potentially as well versed um, in how all of this works today as they need to be. To highlight that point, I would like to point out that 39% of the budgeted expenses for 2020 went to that that's seven $7.6 million went to. National events and grassroots riding and racing is the is the top line here. But it says produce eighteen national championships annually, event services, insurance and support, local association and committee management, racer license management, coaching management, event partnerships, and race clean. 7.6 million dollars to produce 18 national championships. We didn't have 18 national championships this year. And not only that, those are you know those are hundred dollar entry fees. Right. Yeah, that's actually usually part of the revenue. Um, so, event services, insurance, and support. I'll give them that. Local association and committee management. I, I, anybody that listens to this podcast, please email me if you love what your local association is doing right now. Like, the Texas this one is got, a fucking nightmare. Disbanded. <laughs> okay, so we have $7.6 million going to top line producing 18 national championships that didn't happen this year. So, I have a big problem with that. I like I don't I granted it's a budget not actual but for real like what and again when was this budget made was this budget made post-covid or pre-covid I don't know it's it's hard to say so like there if it was made pre-covid then the fact that a much only seven hundred and eighty thousand dollars only four percent was spent on youth development and athlete support like here's the big imbalance right is and we're gonna yeah we're gonna get to the 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 third component here but 39 percent $7.6 million went to ostensibly hosting nationals that didn't happen, and only $780,000 went to youth and collegiate programming, talent identification camps, athlete well-being program, and safe sport. $780,000 was all they could find out of their budgeted revenue of $17.5 million for youth and collegiate programming, talent identification camps, athlete well-being program, and safe sport. Don't we pay for our
1: own safe sport?
0: Yes, we do. And... VeloNews just ran an article like a couple months ago saying that if you want more pros from U.S. from the United States, you have to invest in youth development. Like they're not they're not just going to keep coming out of the woodwork in their mid twenties. Like we have to get people into the sport and properly develop them. Um, So I just don't see how seven and a half million dollars going to stuff that didn't happen really. Like how how does that why? why did the youth development and athlete support get the ax here? Also 4.4 million slated to be spent on the Olympic team. Basically, yeah. basically that I don't know if that's high or low to be honest with you, but again, coming back to the Olympic development Academy program, if they need, if they have room for six to 20 spots per semester, Per program, that's sixty to two hundred k revenue per semester. So, for you know, if we put if six six it's guys, on, yeah, in, yeah, six guys on the national team for the junior men, six six gals, um, six U twenty three on both sides, right? We're at one twenty. That's we're at two hundred forty thousand dollars for the junior men and junior women U twenty three men and U twenty three women road national team that's that's how much they're going to revenue so ostensibly they can actually get it done for less than that and yet only 780,000 total was spent on youth and collegiate programming Again, 7.6 million going to nationals that didn't happen so i see this as a as a, a, a somebody fucked up the prioritization and or the people in charge of because this is all split up like a government, right? Like there's like people who r- run the nationals are the people different from who run the national team. And whoever is getting this $7.6 million to run nationals and all that, I get it. It's, I get it. It's a lot of nationals. You got juniors. You got amateur elite. You got masters. You got BMX, all the different disciplines. Man, yeah. But, but, but come on. like There's sponsorship uh, for those? Right. Like wh- where, where are we at on this? So I think it's that, that the people who run these events refuse to they're always looking for more money it's like a program you know what i mean like they always want more budget next year than they had the year before and for whatever reason they're winning out against the people who run the development program at least as far as i can see it so it's it makes sense yeah yeah i mean in the past more money went to development and i get I, i this is a whole lot of pr for them to say this is more diverse and inclusive by y'all pay for it and we'll slap our brand on it. And, and you get to have a special experience because your Jersey says USA and we're giving you a massage or something like that. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so essentially I didn't, my, my, my experience in this program, my three tours with the national team, two in Europe, one in uh, Guatemala, which you directed and four of the six riders were from our team. I mean, it's, we ran one of the teams that was the, the dipping pool for the national team. And yeah, there was one one national camp where I had 18 riders there. There There's 30 riders and 18 of them were mine. I mean, it was ridiculous. And, and the, the, the politics prevented the maximum amount of potential getting through and and seeing the opportunities that they deserve to. And a big part of this is, is budgetary. And now, and now we're having to pick up the cost. So, you know, if I, if a junior comes to me and asks it, it de- oh, one more thing. If you're a mountain biker, because I know some of you guys are on the mountain bike side of things. Um, if you... Boop, 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 All right. Schedule for cross country. Junior mountain bikers in the USA Cycling Olympic Development Academy. By the way, it's $10,500. Does not include travel. Here's our spring semester. $10,500. No travel included. Spring semester. February 28th you're going to be in Puerto Rico. March 14th, you're going to be in California. March 21st, you're going to be back in Puerto Rico. April 11th through 18th, you're going to be in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Then April 30th through May 1st, you're going to be in Midway, Utah. May 14th through 16th, you'll be in Grand Junction, Colorado. And then you'll turn around May 20th, 23rd, you'll be back in California. May 29th through June 6th, you'll be in Quebec. And June 11th through 13th, you'll finish off in Missoula, Montana. And then you'll go to nationals. The travel to all of those is way more than ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more than ten thousand dollars. That's when when we when
1: we're doing the program to go to Europe, uh, to go to Belgium, and and then folks will see the the price tag, and then they will say, "And we got to pay for our flight, or is the flight included?" And I said, like, "Well, you we got to pay for your flight," and people, are, it's just so expensive. This this part's this. our our whole thing is let flight
0: flight included is less than the just the travel for this one program. Right. So not not. Not as by means of advertising or anything like that, but by means of direct comparison. So, um, we're aiming to provide twelve Kermes race starts in one month, and uh, for that one month, you'll get all of your travel to and from races, three meals a day, uh, the whole shebang. And if you've never Did been, refuse. right? And we do a similar thing where if you've never been with us before, it's a little bit more. You come back a second time, it's a little bit less, and you come back more, it's it's even less. Primarily because we don't have to do as much handholding. Like yeah, you're, you're, you, know, you know, you know how it. The, how it works, right? Um, and so, if you've never been with us before, it's thirty five hundred euros for first time athletes, which comes in like a little, like somewhere between four and five thousand dollars. Not five. No, 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 no. No, it's what's a little over four, I think. Maybe yeah, at, at, the, at, at just but lately like, we're at a really bad conversion rate, but yeah, yeah, it goes up and down quite a bit. But then there's flights on top of that, so it comes in at about five. Like, with all your in, flight like, with your
1: flight all in about right. five.
0: Not trying to not trying to sugarcoat anything. Again, this isn't an ad. And again, we handle coaching when you're there and right. all you get all the same shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just don't get a USA jersey and I'm not gonna rub your legs everywhere. You day. do get a jersey though. You do get a jersey. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And then we do a whole bunch of other stuff too. Like we have touristy things and, and, and yada yada yada. So anyway, like and that's that's by the way, like we've been doing this a while. Um, and there's still virtually no profit margin worked into that. The only you know it, like margin that's worked into that is for if the conversion ratio goes bad or we have like we have to like pay out on the rental car or, you know something something like that that you don't know like exactly what the like total when, cost like is when chaining grease gets over the pass the front passenger side right like how to you know anyway, so <laughs> there's not real i don't I guess I haven't let that go yet <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so I don't know how much USA cycling intends to profit from this. It could be none because I know their whole, their whole, their whole program is very expensive. They have a lot of infrastructure and a lot of resources and a lot of material and it's great, I guess. But, you know, I feel like the, the funding isn't going exactly where it needs to. And, um, and I think it is USA Cycling's fault to overplay the value of their nationals when, they, for decades now it says right at the top of the vela news article that they've all known that the secret sauce is just getting to Belgium and racing there um, and so
1: well yeah one of the one of the uh, I'm, i don't really know this, I really doesn't, know have anything, about this doesn't have anything this to do with this Olympic de- development Academy, but it does have to do with racing at nationals, and you typically go to nationals we're gonna, I'm going to talk about road for just a second because that's that's uh, uh, that's where I'm thickest, but yeah so. But when you go to nationals, you're still racing. You know, if you're on some other team besides Lux or Hot Tubes or whatever, you're having a race against those guys. And those guys, by the time you get to nationals, have already had some of their guys. Um, they're already selected for national team trips. So, for just because of experience, because of. Race results in the past, yeah. or because of these these uh, selection races that have happened along the way, you know, two and three guys from these teams are so, are selected. So when they get to nationals, they're down to like one or two guys on their team haven't been selected yet, right. and they basically can race for them mm-hmm. unless they've decided that winning nationals with one particular guy matters more. Right. So then you're not only are you showing up to race, but you're racing against some interesting tactics. Are these people? Are the strongest riders in the race, racing for another particular guy who's mm-hmm. also very strong. Just so when it comes time for the next national team trip or better, or the world's trip, it's largely made up of the riders from these elite development teams. That's what they're doing. So when you go to Tour to Southern Highlands, you know Lux has you know nine guys in it, and Hot Tubes has all their guys, and they did a training camp. And the, but but now what's going to happen is there's a training camp for the national team also before this race, and then they're going to race together in this race. Mm. And so as, as a rider who's not in this program and not on Lux and not on Hot Tubes, if you're choosing to go to these selection races as your attempt to... Or not on Bear or Durango Devo. Yeah, if, so if you're going to these selection races and your goal is to win so that you can go on a national team trip, you are now competing against one more USA Cycling funded team even though the riders are funding it mm-hmm. it's that much harder mm-hmm. to have that exceptional one day so now you're starting to they are it.
0: literally like the olympic development academy here is literally sending teams to what used to be the selection races for the team yeah right right right. <laughs> good luck <laughs> and, they're, and they're doing a camp
1: just like hot tubes does the hot tubes does their camp in georgia they they have for for years it's a good one it's up in the mountains the yeah. other georgia uh, uh your, your grandfather my dad lives in northern georgia and they, mm. they do this camp literally just a few miles away from mm-hmm. from uh, where he lives so uh I, I i'm 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 anxious to follow this oh please i hope all these races are happening i'm mm-hmm. anxious to follow this to see how this goes i'm i'm i want to speak more directly to people who 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 can't or won't be able to do this particular program yeah it doesn't but who cost aren't, as much to who are not on the the select teams but have that goal i mean we we get juniors regularly and their stated goal is i want to be on hot tubes or i want to be on lux or whatever and and if you're coming at this at 16 and 17 your chances are almost zero right um not because you may not not because you're not very good you might you might be the best but how do you crack that and then once you do you're on that team and you're not immediately the leader on those teams so you're just wanting to be on it for the experience of being on it and that's what this USA cycling thing allows you to do is you can basically pay to be on quote unquote hot tubes but it's not hot tubes it's the national team right. except for is it the national team it's the na- it's, it's it's coming from the USA cycling but is it the national team because mm-hmm. it wasn't a selection mm-hmm. i mean it was a selection
0: out of the people that applied if you're a U23 rider, road or mountain, who's considering paying this... Oh, just move to Belgium. Just move to Europe and take that $10,000 and put it on the table at every contract negotiation. You will be offered a contract on whatever team shy of like a full-on yeah, pro-continental if, team. If, you,
1: if, you are, if you're a truly national-level uh, rider and you're not on one of these significant teams and you're willing to pay for this type of program, somebody needs to tell you that's not at
0: the other end of receiving those checks that you can spend that money on yourself other ways. I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I'm sure like Mike Creed and a bunch of the other Continental Team directors here in the United States would love to take your $10,000 and actually do something with it. Yeah, so
1: and I've been a part of continental teams before where in your contract it said you find $10,000 sponsorship you bring $5,000 sponsorship and that's in part how you're going to be paid if your contract says you're going to be paid keep in mind that at the continental level and I get when you're on the rider end you may not want to. You you might want to call Continental level pro, and it is a pro license technically. But you you can have a contract that says you don't get paid. You can have a contract that says you pay to be on the team. Mm-hmm. It's that that's how that works. It's pro continental and above that like your really world counts, tour guys yeah. consider there's pro. But I, I, if if making it to the pro ranks is your goal, and we get a continental contract, I'd say that counts. I'm going to say that counts because. So, but you, you can go to just about any team, and if you're good enough to be on the team, and you said I was going to pay ten grand to be on this program, and you put ten grand into the pot, you're probably going to get a spot. You might even be a protected rider. <laughs> <laughs> right. I've been a part of uh, of a continental team where none of the riders got
0: paid. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not uncommon. So, yeah. I just it's it's this is de- it's right to spark controversy. It'll be interesting to see how it pays out. The point that I mostly wanted to make was that this is this is actually pretty transparent and everyone, I think, is pretty right to be upset about it. I mean, I think we want to see... I, it, it's pretty clear that the the most lively times for cycling in America were during the LeMond era and during the Armstrong era. And I think it's pretty clear that we need another American we, champion, we whether have... it be mountain or road or cross or what have you, to drive that interest for people... The, the common person to be interested in. Again. We have riders
1: that kind of dominant on, well, not quite mountain bike, but absolutely metal contention on, on, uh, on the men's side of mountain biking, but on the women's side, we, we own it. Right. Um, and the, in that sense, I, I, I don't think that money, the USA cycling spends on, on that is, is necessarily a problem. I think for the people that are going to have a problem with this pay to play, you, because it's oh well you can buy your way onto the national team I think you have to recognize that these spots weren't going to be available this pay to play thing is not replacing spots it it is spots Mm -hmm. Um, so you can't get it wasn't going to exist otherwise so let's say that there's 8 more spots because of this pay to play program well those are 8 spots that weren't going to happen so you can't fault the pay to play program and and say well yeah now this is only for rich kids well uh, let's face it if anybody was going to nationals and one other selection race, they were already had some money somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause you're talking a couple grand and travel and hotel. And even if you're staying at guest houses and stuff, just, I don't even
0: think you can do normal school and be doing the, the junior mountain bike schedule in the spring. Yeah. That so way. these
1: are already kids that had to make some
0: sort of concession along the
1: way. They decided that they're not going to regular school. They're doing online school or homeschool or whatever. And you there. don't
0: need to beat those kids. If you're the same age as them still going to regular school and, you know, racing in NICA, like, if you want to take this as far as you can go, you don't have to eclipse them next year. Yeah, like right. it's this is a long game. There
1: are not a whole bunch of contracts ready for eighteen-year-olds finishing up their last junior year. No, uh, and and we're, unless you have ten thousand dollars. Well, we're seeing some exceptions. You see, Remco and um, uh, oh my god, what's this? Pogchard and, and Quinn and, and and that kind of thing. They, they get the contracts, but it. it Unless you're rimco like where you don't lose junior races ever. ever, or you can crash at Worlds and come back two and a half minutes and then finish two and a half minutes up. If you don't have that kind of ability in your weeknight crit... Magnus and Quinn together didn't have that. If you don't have that ability in your weeknight crit, don't use Rimco as the exception to the rule that's
0: going to be your norm. Right, yeah, because we don't all live in there. Okay, so I don't know. That's enough thoughts, and I don't like um, I don't like complaining about something and not providing like a suggestion or a solution. Our solution that we provided a long time ago was just to go ourselves, right? So, 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 so
1: to be clear, I uh, the, the the Roosevelt quote: "It's uh, you know, the man in the arena."
0: Mm-hmm. It,
1: it, I. I'd, there's a lot of people critical of these programs that have never even been to Belgium, much less raced in Belgium. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm, I'm critical of this program. And, um, I mentioned this to somebody on social media. I don't remember exactly what I'm critical of this program, a, because I've been in it and it, it was good overall, but I, the flaws were inherent immediately. Um, and I've talked at length about those before, like for instance, you can pay all this money and go over there and it's going to be your job to work for somebody else. <laughs> like screw your results at all these races. Yeah. You had, you were one of your national team trips and we
1: knew it was like the, the only way you were going to get to worlds is to get a result. And you were there to work for somebody else. You're not going to get a They're result. Not gonna get it a was result. like, so you're you, on day one of your national team trip, you know, you're not going to
0: worlds, but you still got to do the job. Right. So for example, there's that. Um, and even to get in that position in the first place is highly political. Now it's arguably a little bit less so. But been in the program, we've tried to work with the program from an institutional level, both as uh, both when you were running the, the development program for Slipstream and also as a coaching entity that coached a wide swath of the national development program in I've, the past. I've been head coach at the develop, the regional development camps lots of times. And, um, and now we ourselves are, because we felt that there was a lack of opportunities being provided to this pathway for not a good reason that we could just, we should just do it ourselves. And so here we still are doing it ourselves and it's, and the Belgian racing thing has been very successful, not financially. That's not the point But in terms of we've now, we've now facilitated over a hundred athletes getting experience racing in Belgium. Have any of them gone pro? Yes, some of them have, but not. I mean, like, but it's not like uh, it's not like a numbers game where you can. I put a hundred I people didn't in get to it. select
1: the best in the country. I got to take people that were willing to go with us, and right. I think that's. I think that I mean, besides, whether mountain or road, I yeah, mean, and 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 we're going to continue doing that because we are giving people the option. I've had several people. When I say several, I'm talking about a dozen people. Reach out. It was like, what do you think about USA Cycling creating competition for your program? My, it's, they're it's, not it, they're not it's it's fine it's it, it can only it, this can't hurt our business they can't take that many riders no they can't take that many riders so if there were seven spots eight spots and, and they said there's 280 applications already now i get that that's all disciplines yeah yeah but let's say that there's 30 people that applied for the junior spots alone mm-hmm. let's say that there's 20 people where they're going to take six or eight so that that's another 12 people I mean I'm sorry another 22 people that are willing to pay
0: to go and we offer that and we only have two spots left. Right. So I mean Yeah, how can it be? It's this is good. Right. Um and so critical of it but from a position that not that I want to see USA Cycling fail, I want to see it completely overhauled and to that end I I'm, I'm yeah, I haven't really ever been like super public about it or anything but there are a lot of people coming out now against having a USA Cycling coaching um, certification, I certainly understand that. We were kind of in that camp for a long time, but I was in I was in that camp because there were some bozos that had cat one,
1: coaching their license. level one yeah. coaching licenses that were grandfathered to them. But whereas, like we have to wait five years as a level two to right. get our level, and a bunch
0: of these people grandfathered in are, are are still operating at the top, and that's part of the why part of the reason why we have some of these issues because is they're out of touch um, and the reality is is that you you just doesn't need to cost that much to, to to get these opportunities and you know you can even just get your own flight and show up i mean like as long as you have a uci license like you can, Yeah, I you guess can just that's, a, Belgium, a, man. I mean
1: cuz i cuz i understand your frustration more and we spend a lot more time talking about it than we're in this podcast. Where where Noah's coming from at this is This is another way to apply. You're applying for a national team spot whenever you want it by going to a selection race, by going to nationals, by saying, who do I go into a regional development camp? You're essentially applying, but you're applying with your legs. Right. Um, And and so this is a way to apply. But you're still going to have to have race results to get into this program. Mm -hmm. So it's still... A selection thing. You can't just pay to be in this program, and they're going to mold you into something.
0: They're no. going to mold you into something if you've proven you already have. something. They're kind of acting like that ten and a half thousand dollars is going to make them ignore whether or not you're actually good or not. Right. And that's the, not true, right?
1: And so, uh, oh, but what I was going to say I, though I, is, you can still. De- I'm
0: sorry. So you can still de- you can still invest in yourself, right? Yeah, um, and and like you can absolutely still invest in yourself, but the. The, the main reason that I'm even bothering pursuing the USA Cycling coaching accreditation at this point, number one, it's important for business insurance and, and liability and stuff like that to actually be. Uh, for to, In order to, for us to get liability how, insurance, uh, we have to be licensed somewhere. All right. However credible the institution may be, you have to be accredited by some institution for most insurance companies to... To sign off on you, so there, there. That's reason number one, and reason number two is that you have to have USA Cycling's highest ranking of coaching certification in order to participate or work for or work in their national team um, program. Unless but, you're, unless you're bros with somebody. <laughs> but well, that's that's kind of the issue, though, is that they instituted that after they had most of the national team. <laughs> facility like infrastructure and people in place years ago and then they said oh we're all we're all like we're doing this new certification thing and so we're all going to need level ones because that's the rule now and they all went okay right like and, and so that you would basically just get to hold that spot right as long as you're so friendly with the i'm working on getting my level one specifically because i would love the opportunity to go work within this program and and try and impact it in in a, in a positive way um so i'm critical of it but critical um in a loving way not in a burn it down and disengage but in like uh this is this is all wrong and we need to we need well, yeah, to do better this is critical and i want to be in the arena not critical of like usa cycling sucks right yeah, yeah. i i I'll, i acknowledge that m- many if not all of them are doing the best they can and it, we have a very difficult geographic um scenario here being such a huge country and low density of com- competitive levels like I, I, I get there are a lot of challenges but um, our solutions need to be uh, even even smarter I think but again easy to be critical I'm not aware of all the specific difficulties um, but yeah, that's where we're at. That's what we got for 2021. And like you said earlier, if, if if it wasn't going to be this way, these spots wouldn't exist at all. And I hope we do really fucking good at the Olympics. All right. Well, and, and
1: uh, just a small thing because I, I feel like we're raining on. I feel like we're raining on the parade of the people who see this as an opportunity on the national team. And I, I need you to recognize. I'm pretty sure that's a minority of people. Recognize how national team this is. Is that when you get into this program, then you get to buy your clothes.
0: Right, yeah. You still have to pay for them. Right,
1: when you're actually on the national team, they give you way more... Cl- yeah. We are still we still are opening new jerseys Dude. in USA Cycling <laughs> kits, and what? you haven't been on a national team trip since in six or seven years. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of
0: ridiculous. Um, okay, so I wanted to just close this episode out really quickly with um, some brief reflections on 2020, which I haven't written or... Premeditated at all. So okay, we're gonna have, just shoot. Yeah, we'll just shoot. What do you What do you think? How this year was? This year was This year was fucking nuts. We have.
1: Um, I'm pleasantly surprised. Not surprised. I'm pleased that we got to. We raised the working with our athletes. Our athletes have raised their level. I some of them have raced it more than they would have if we were racing every weekend. Yes, because they were able to like just focus on training for a while. We had some. We have a number of people. We've had more PRs, wattage PRs set this year than we normally set. Right, and not just because. I mean, I'm talking about percentage wise, not mm-hmm. just because we grew um, uh, from a 2020. Just talking about. I'm not talking about the state of cycling. I'm talking about the state of Williams Racing Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, we should have shrank. We've yeah. been put out of business, and we grew, yeah. so what I like is that there are a lot of people looking to better themselves even yeah. if they you can't do a race mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so i i'm 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 encouraged that how many people have taken 2020 as an opportunity to get better anyway mm-hmm. um, for us personally, it was nice to actually ha I wanted a race I was really looking i had we were on path for upgrade points and all that. I really want a race, mm-hmm. um, but it's been nice to really focus on inside the house stuff i don't mean inside training i mean like we've been focusing on work mm-hmm. and still riding mm-hmm. whereas when it starts to be race weekend race weekend our work thing kind of goes monday through thursday because mm-hmm. you got to travel and close up things and who are we going to see on the way to the race on friday that kind of thing so i i like that it was uh we had a, a, a
0: reset of sorts yeah it's been nice it's been really we, we good. made we made it work for us so hmm it's been a, yeah, it's been a difficult year um, on a lot of fronts, and um, while we've had our, our fair share of extracurricular stress and difficulty, by and large, we're still ending this year in a better position than we started um, on a lot of different fronts, so that's really nice. I wish I would have probably stayed on top of my personal training a little bit better like April, May through October, but I Well, I, I Well, uh, through, through May, we were on point.
1: Yeah yeah, 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 and then it wasn't. Yeah, or, yeah, and then and then when the next and, and then uh, so when there was the wave of race canceling in the spring, we mm-hmm. stayed on the gas because at that point you don't know if this is all just for is, is it a two week thing and right. then everything's in yeah, back or is it, is it a month or is it going to be two months? Yeah, we were thinking like the fall is going to be uh, and you know there still might have been a Belgium in there, right? Um, and so uh, our lull uh, we talked about it in the last podcast, our lull was we backed off training. But not riding, mm-hmm. so we've stayed stayed regular. But it, it was it was periodized, periodized training only matters if you're scheduling it around races or specific times to test. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do that for ourselves for mm-hmm. ourselves. Yeah. Um, but that's what we've been doing our for athletes is right. We can, so for some of our athletes we just turn it around like uh, we're doing we're doing uh, twelve week cycles for testing right, <laughs> right, right. and then that kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so it's it's been good. We've got oh, we got new bikes in the mail. We got BMX bikes. Been opening our eyes. That's true. So
1: we yeah, you got married. You've done some 2020 stuff, but yeah, right. that, that 2020 getting the BMX bikes was a it was it yeah, it's still fun, right? Right. Yeah. The so we've uh, I don't want to say uh, we've taken this opportunity to sort of fall forward. Yeah, you know, this yeah. is yeah.
0: There's some stuffs being cut, but we're just falling forward. And I want to say also like. You know, thank you to you guys listening. I know a lot of you, I mean, most most everybody has had some form of extra crazy stuff going on in their life outside of cycling. Even though most racing was postponed or canceled, you know, most folks, either their kids weren't able to go to school or the job situation changed pretty drastically. And, um, you know, again, even then, uh, there were more folks looking to improve their training and, and improve their performance now than ever. And those of you who have been doing this for a while and 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 found some motivational challenges this year um, through all of this extra difficulty, you know, I, I'm genuinely uh, impressed by how few people uh, tapped out. I mean, just about everybody, even even through struggle has been sticking to getting done what they need to get done. And that's not even, that doesn't even necessarily mean like, you know, hitting your workout perfectly every day, but just still trying to balance all of it and doing their best, and not just hanging stuff up because it's hard. But you know, getting down with I, it. And I, now, I want to. I I I truly believe that the light is at the end of the tunnel. Now, I mean,
1: yeah. I even if we're not going to see races in February or March, I, I
0: don't know that. I don't have
1: any insight anything. No, yeah. But I mean, f- from what I can see from social media and what I can see from on the ground and what I can see from our athletes is. There are going to be places that are racing in February, but um, things will probably be more wide open in the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. But the, what what I what fires me up, and that's, this is one of the things that I've stayed up during this pandemic, is that i you know, I, we I, I don't yeah you know, I'm going to dislocate my shoulder here, but but huh. you can count on the fingers on one hand how many athletes we lost this year. Yeah. Only on, on one hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, that fires me up is that there's that many people right now committed to just getting better for the sake of getting better. Just the process. Because that when you can when you can embrace that process, there really is no limit to where we can go. I'm not saying that you're going to win the Tour de France or anything, but your upper limit is as far as you're willing to work. Mm-hmm. Your upper limit does exist somewhere, mm-hmm. but the chances of you actually reaching it uh, without... like. Full Mm -hmm. commitment—it's never going to happen. But just wanting to, you will get more out of yourself today and tomorrow, and all those add up to a week, and all those add up to a month, and all those add up to a year. And you have a lot of people. We're seeing a lot of people—dozens and dozens of people—who got better this year and didn't even race their bike. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm very much looking forward And they're not—they're not not behind on group rides because
0: nobody else was doing them, or they're still doing, or they're still doing, yeah. No, which, which which we're still not advocating by the way no uh, but I'm super excited for racing and come back we got a lot of people who are who are primed and, and ready to go so it'll be really fun to see what happens and uh, yeah other than that if, if your name's Jack we're doing really well with Jacks lately <laughs> oh my god stop um, other than that I hope you guys have a very Jack, Merry Christmas Jack White and Jack McCorm. Okay, yeah yeah, remember some names: Samantha Campbell, Ethan Welling. We can we can go on for a while. We have kind of some ridiculous. We're, we're pretty excited right now. So. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. But anyway, so Austin awesome. Peterson. I don't know. We can go. I don't. Want, oh, yeah, I don't. Can. I see. I can't go on because can. I can't exclude now. Anybody. We now we left now somebody to, out. I'm yeah. so sorry. I love all of you guys. Oh, um, the one the one that you're the one that's thinking about this that we left you, we left you out on purpose. Left you. I'm I'm actually not very happy with you right now. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You guys are great. Um. Have a very Merry Christmas. Stay safe this holiday season. Happy holidays. If Christmas isn't your thing, have a a good New Year. Stay super safe on New Year's. Let's make it to 21 Mm, in one piece. If you make it all (laughs) the way through 2020 and do something stupid on New Year's. All right. Uh, Love you guys. We'll see you on episode 122 in 2021. Ciao. Ciao.